0: Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Melissa Lenhardt, the author of the fantastic debut mystery, Stillwater, which is being released today. Melissa, welcome.
1: Thank you, Stephen. Uh, I appreciate you having me on.
0: Did I pronounce your last name correctly? I should have asked you this before we came on, but uh, because you know, we're just winging it. I did Right.
1: Right. Well, it is. It's Lenhardt. And okay. uh, my, my parents couldn't even spell it right for, for a while <laughs> when I first started dating my husband, but that D is silent. So, yep. Okay. Lenhardt.
0: So for people who may wind up looking for your website, it's melissalenhardt.com, but it's L-E-N-H-A-R-D-T with the yes. silent T at the end, but you have to no. put it if you want to get to your fantastic website. You did a nice job with that, by the way.
1: Thank you. Actually, it's a silent D, not T. So okay. it's like heart. But anyway, yes. Uh, okay. uh, I just uh, updated my website a few weeks ago, and I, I'm using Squarespace now, and uh, I really like it. It was uh, really easy to use, and and I think it looks so. Uh, it looks as as good as I can ever make it look because I'm not a website professional. It,
0: it really looks nice, and I, I, I that's you. the first. Squarespace site that I've ever noticed was a Squarespace site because you Mm -hmm. you mentioned in a blog post that it was, but it it really does look nice. And I think listeners can probably hear from your accent that you're from Boston, right?
1: Yeah. Boston. (laughs) Uh I'm from Boston by way of Texas. I'm from Texas. I've lived here my entire life except for two years when we uh, lived in Minnesota, which I loved by the way. Absolutely loved living in Minnesota.
0: I even in the winter?
1: Yeah, even in the winter. Uh, the first winter was horrible. We we arrived, and seven days later it snowed, and there was snow on the ground until the end of April, and we were just mm-hmm. like, what the heck? Uh, and the second one was, was really mild. But, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I would have stayed there. All
0: right. Your sure. your debut novel is a mystery, and it's called Stillwater, which mm-hmm. is a town in Texas. Is it a real town or a fictional town?
1: It's a fictional town. But okay. it, um, I actually... The name was inspired by Stillwater, Minnesota, because when we ah. were there, we would visit that town. It's right on the St. Croix River, right on the um, on the, the border. And it's the oldest town, I think, in, in Minnesota. And it was just a great little town. We just really liked it. We would go there and just walk around the old downtown and stuff. And um, so when I was searching for a name for my fictional town... Uh, My mind went there, and I was like, surely there's a Stillwater, Texas. And so I Googled it and looked it up, and I was surprised there wasn't. So I was like, well, Stillwater it is. It sure
0: feels like there should be a a Stillwater, Texas, and I'm glad you've created one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, when I Googled it, I can only find two Stillwaters in the United States, and that's in Oklahoma and Mm -hmm. in, in Minnesota. Now, I could be wrong about that, but so far that's all I've been able to find, so...
0: Well, Stillwater, in your fictional Stillwater, is a small town, and there's a lot of the small town, a lot of the things that go on in a small town uh, take place in that town. Everybody knows everybody else's business. And now that I'm speaking to you and I have your voice, I'm going to use your voice for the female protagonist that you have in the book, who's sort of uh, the primary protagonist, Jack McBride's, I don't know, love interest? Can we call her that?
1: Yeah, you could call her that. I think that's probably a fair fair name for her.
0: Okay, so tell listeners how Jack wound up in Stillwater and sort of set the storyline up for us, if you would.
1: Well, Jack was an FBI agent, and he was one of these FBI agents that was kind of a, a superstar, and, and everything was going really, really well. Um, and he had some opportunities to to move up, but when he did, he got a desk job, and because that's what moving up was, is a desk job. And he hated it, and so he wanted to be um, out in the field. and um, so he really wasn't going to go anywhere where much else uh, in his career because he he liked field work, and that was a point of contention between him and his wife. And um, you don't really know where his wife is at the beginning of, of Stillwater, but um, they had some some problems, and she disappeared um, about a year before he ends up in Stillwater. And when she disappears, his his professional life and personal life just kind of you know goes to hell, and he does some things that. Um, raises some eyebrows within the FBI, and then he uh, starts working on uh, a case, a serial killer case, and uh, they solve it. But at the, uh, the end of the case, uh, the suspect dies, and uh, Jack takes the fall for it, and he loses his job. So he is out of a job, and trying to figure out what he wants to do, and he gets a call from his uh, former FBI partner telling him that there is a chief of police position available in a small town in East Texas, and he doesn't have really a whole lot of other options, and so he interviews for it, and he, he takes it. So that's how he ends up there.
0: And he, he, I, I get the sense that he, he's thinking this is going to be a fairly low-stress gig. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot that goes on there, and uh, as, as we see essentially from page one, that's not the case.
1: Right. Yeah. He's thinking, you know, okay, it's got low crime rate and it's small. He'll be able to take care of his son because he's the single parent now. And so, you know, with an FBI agent job in a big city and he just was uh, really difficult to, uh, to be a single parent. So he's thinking it's going to make his life a whole lot easier. And then first day he gets a Murder suicide, and uh, then then his day kind of goes downhill from there. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to say too much about it because that that kind of ruins it. But uh, things don't get easier for him, and, and he's like realizing he's bitten off a whole lot more than he can chew, and and that the small town isn't nearly as sedate and serene as it seems so
0: and and you're not kidding uh, about how his day (laughs) goes downhill because when it started when the ball really started picking up my momentum i'm like oh no this isn't going to happen is it yes it did
1: (laughs) Well, they always say just to keep, you know, piling things on your character and keep pulling the rug out from under them and stuff. And so I, I really did that to poor Jack. I kind of feel sorry for him. But.
0: You, you did. Now, you mentioned they. They always say to do this. You're a part of a few different writers' groups, and you're part of uh, some local groups in Dallas. You're part of some national groups. Uh, you're a part of local chapters of national groups. Um right. Tell us what all you do and... Uh, if you can, how membership in those groups and your affiliation with other working writers helped you on your path to publication?
1: Well, probably the, the biggest, uh, help that I had was, uh, at the beginning when I first started writing was from my cousin who is a writer as well. And he's, he's really mentored me throughout my development and stuff. And, um, we, uh, I told him one of the things I wanted to do, and I guess this was back in 2012. It's like this year I need to go to a writer's conference. Cause you know, I've never been, and I just was kind of winging it and reading writing books and stuff like that. And so I decided to go to one and I ended up going to the DFW writer's conference here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's put on by a writer's workshop called the DFW writer's workshop. And, they meet every Wednesday, and um, I just, I love the conference. It was absolutely fantastic, just the, the uh, all the the workshops and, and classes, and, and I pitched to an agent, which that didn't go well, but uh, <laughs> but I was completely new at it and stuff, and everybody was so nice, so I started going to the uh, meetings on Wednesday nights, and I joined, and uh, I didn't read, so they, we do read and critique there, and I didn't read for like six months, because I was t- terrified because there's a lot of really good writers in that group Mm -hmm. and you know just listening to all the critiques and stuff I learned so much just sitting there listening but I knew that if I was going to get out of out of it what I needed to get out of it I needed to start reading and so I did and and it was terrifying and of course they just had you know fantastic suggestions and critiques and
0: and and where were you in the book when when you were going through this process was it done were you just starting Where, where were you in the process
1: well, this book has an interesting genesis story. Um, I started this book probably eight years ago <laughs> or more, and it started out um, as a modern day retelling of Jane Austen's *Persuasion*, and Ellie was the main character. Her name is her full name is Elliot, mm-hmm. and that's from Anne Elliot, who's the main character in, in *Persuasion*. And I was I was in a real big Jane Austen uh, kick that during that time, and I've always thought *Persuasion* would be a great modern. Uh, it, would, it would translate great t- into the modern world more so than the the marriage plot of some of the other ones do. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Well, I wasn't a good enough writer really to do it. And so I, I put it aside after a while. And <clears throat> I came back to it during uh, National Novel Writing Month one year. I don't even remember what year it was. And decided for some reason that I don't even remember why to turn it into a mystery and so all that I kept from it was the name of the town and the main female character and everything else was new. So, uh, I guess this was in 2012. i had actually, it was when I went to the first writers conference, I was actually working on my historical fiction and that's what I pitched at the conference. And I sent it out to a few agents and editors and, um, it was the first novel that I finished or a few agents and I got turned down by all of them. We got some pretty good critique. And so I started thinking about it. It's a, Historical fiction set in Texas in 1871, which for a lot of people just screams Western. And I'm thinking, well, a Western is not going to sell. I'm going to have a hard time getting an agent with a Western, so let me go back to this mystery and polish it up and pitch that the next year, which is what I did. So really, I I finished and polished up Stillwater probably in 2012 and 2013 is when I pitched it at the Writers' Conference. And uh, that's when I got my agent. I met my agent, Alice Spielberg, through that conference. It it, it wasn't a a novel that I started writing, like, in January and finished in December. It's kind of been, I've been putting it together for a while.
0: And when you pitched it at at the conference, was this Mm -hmm. like uh, a speed pitch kind of thing where you've got three minutes, or were you able to corner an agent and actually spend some time with them? How, How did that go for you?
1: So the way it works is you do have a pitch session, and I can't remember how long it is. However long it is, it's like, It's, it seems interminable. Um, (laughs) It was probably only five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And the person I was actually assigned to pitch to, or I signed up to pitch to, did not, was not an agent that would have been a fit for me. And he didn't even ask for pages at all. So, um, but. I, at the conference, you have a chance at lunch to sit at the tables with uh, with agents and editors and talk to them and get to know them. And so I really kind of decided I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on meeting people, so that way meeting these agents, and then that way when I send them the query, they'll connect my name. Because I had the the manuscript ready to go. It was going to go out on Monday, and so I, I just wanted them to be able to connect my name with with that query. And uh, so I ended up sitting at uh, lunch with Alice both days, and I just kind of got to know her and talked to her, but I never got a chance to pitch to her, and at the very end of the conference, um, I'm standing, it's where it's all over, we're on the ballroom, and um, they had just done the the gong show, and Alice was coming off the stage, and I was standing over to the side, and I'm I'm, I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking, should I go over there and pitch to her, or maybe I'll just, I'll just query her because I was tired and I was just like, okay, I'm ready to go home. And she saw me and she came over and she's like, I've been looking for you. I want to hear your pitch. And so I pitched to her and she said, send it to me. So that's, that's how it worked out. It was, it, we just kind of had a connection. It was really great.
0: And how many times did you practice your pitch prior to giving it to the agent who was not interested?
1: Oh, Stephen, I'm so bad at pitches.
0: I, I, I see people at conferences; they're just uh, kind of off in the corner, mumbling to themselves, and I know yes. that they're practicing their pitch, or they they bring other people in and say, "How does this sound?" And mm-hmm. you know, what would you do to make this better? So, what what did you do? Were you one of the people off in the corner, just uh, talking yeah. to yourself?
1: <laughs> I was. I was actually grabbing all of my workshop. Uh, members and saying, okay, let me pitch to you. Tell me what you, you know, and they would, they would go, okay, this is good. And this is bad. And why don't you do this and this and this? And so that was invaluable, but yeah, pitching is so hard. Even now I'm stressing about, uh, the pitch I'm going to have to give at the, uh, at voucher for the, uh, new author's uh, breakfast, you stand up in front of a ballroom of people and you give a one minute pitch of your book. And I'm just like, I'm getting sweaty palms right now just thinking <laughs> about it. I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> well, for, peop- for people who want to see this, BoucherCon is in North Carolina this year. And if you live in the South, like I do in Florida or like you do in, in Texas, uh, North Carolina is going to be beautiful in October. And you're going to be up there during release week for your book. So I am. tell us, tell us what, what else you're going to be doing there in addition to sweating bullets in front of a crowd of people it, it, with one minute to talk about your book.
1: Yeah, uh, well, hopefully a lot of networking and, and meeting fans. And um, there's also on um, the first... Day. so on Thursday morning there's uh, something called author speed dating and it's basically you get in a ballroom and all these fans or uh, readers are sitting around tables and authors go from table to table and they do a one-minute pitch and they talk to the to the people sitting at the table about about your book and uh, they ask questions and things like that so that's gonna that'll be a little bit easier because you're just sitting around a table talking I can do that it's the standing mm-hmm. up in front of everybody and and pitching but i guess after i pitch to um, 10 tables or more in the on thursday I, I should probably have it down pretty well by saturday morning which is when i do the uh, throughout Breakfast.
0: Hopefully, lots of people will be able to see and determine whether or not that's true. Um, is, do you have any sense that uh, BoucherCon, for, for listeners who may not know, is a mystery and, and thriller writers conference. There's a wide range of mysteries. So is, is there, do you have any sense as an author in the speed dating thing, you know, is this a cozy table? Is that a hard-boiled PI table? Or do you just, is it just a mix of everything? And so, you might be pitching to people who have absolutely no interest in what you're writing because they're cozy readers
1: yeah yeah and i imagine that that's probably going to happen but i've I've never been to BoucherCon and i've never done the speed dating so i'm not really sure how it how it's all going to work but uh, hopefully each table will have a mix of readers you know readers that like a bunch of different things so you don't just get a cozy table where they're none of them are interested in in Stillwater because it's a little it's a little grittier Than uh, than
0: a cozy, it is a little. It's there's a it's a small town. There's no amateur sleuth, and uh, it's 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 a little grittier. You're right about that. So it's definitely not a cozy. All right, this is your the first book that you've had published, Mm -hmm. and everybody has a sort of a different process. Uh, for, for getting published. You've, you've told an interesting story about how the book was written. Has there been anything that's happened over the course of the last year? Because listeners probably know that getting a book published takes a while. Once, once the contract is accepted, it, it still takes about a year. Has there been mm-hmm. anything that's happened over the course of the last year that's just shocked the heck out of you?
1: Um, not Not really. I mean, I think what's so surprising and and the biggest thing to get used to is the waiting and (laughs) uh, waiting on other people and being patient because, you know, you have this one book and that's your entire life, your entire world. And you have agents and editors and publishers who have a whole huge list of books and you're one of all of theirs. And so, you know, you have to kind of remember the fact that that they're juggling a lot of balls and and yours is one of the ones in the air. So I think that, that, uh, but as far as just the process, not really. I I was expecting a really, really harsh editorial letter because I've heard just horror stories about, you know, getting the letter from your editor about the changes and stuff that they want to make. And really I, that didn't happen at all. I thought all of her ideas and stuff were, were really good and <clears throat> so uh, it was a really smooth editorial process. So I guess if there was anything that was surprising, it was that because I expected it to be a little more difficult than it ended up being.
0: All right, we're recording this about roughly 3 weeks ahead of your release date. Mm-hmm. So what are you the most nervous about?
1: Oh my gosh. Stephen, I don't know that we have enough time for that. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> just give us the top couple.
1: <laughs> well, of course you're nervous that, that nobody's going to like your book and it's not going to sell. Um, I guess I'm just really nervous that I'm not doing enough. You know, I'm, I'm new at all this marketing thing and I, th- I think I'm doing what I need to be doing. And I, I think I've got a good plan, but I just, I feel also that, uh, there's probably more I should be doing, and, and I don't know what it is. You know, it's just, it's really stressful. Uh, so much, so much rides on it. And um, I guess that's probably the the biggest nerve-wracking thing. It, but, and also pr- pretty closely followed by, well, nobody like my book, <laughs> you know. So, um
0: well, there's, there's one thing that a lot of debut ner- authors have to be nervous about, and that is, will the, the next book in my series be picked up? Mm-hmm. Um, you got some news a month or so ago that the next book in the series has already been picked up. So that's one thing you could check off the list.
1: Yes. Yeah, that is nice. That's It's very nice to know that that's coming up behind it. Uh, so that's The Fisher King is the title of that book, and it starts about six weeks after Stillwater Ends. And uh, it should be released, I mean, tentatively right now. We're looking at next fall slash winter, like November, I think. So mm-hmm. uh, some sometime in there. So that's nice. That was a huge relief uh, to have that picked up.
0: Well, I really enjoyed Stillwater. I, I really liked the characters. I liked the relationship between Jack and his son, having raised teenage boys. <laughs> a lot of that is just resonates with me, although I cringe at some of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I'm sure listeners would have the same experience if they had right. teenage boys. I mean, t- teenage boys are their own uh, unique world. Uh, but it was a great book, a really good mystery, good characters, and a, a fun setting. You know, I'm not I I thought, oh, you know, a book in small-town Texas, how interesting can that be? But it was pretty darn interesting.
1: (laughs) Good, good. You know, I I find uh, people have uh, talked to me about the small-town setting and stuff, and I don't know. I find that really kind of all settings are small towns because you've got such a small uh, cast of characters in in any book. The case could be made that that all settings are small towns. I I guess I've been thinking about that quite a bit. And and the, the neighborhood that I live in, in the city, It's a suburb and a neighborhood in the suburb. It's like a small town because everybody knows everybody and Mm -hmm. everybody watches out for everybody and everybody pulls together. And um, so that's, that's, I've pulled from that as much as I have from the small town that I grew up in.
0: Well, that's, that's very well put. Where can listeners find Stillwater? Uh,
1: They can find it on Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Kobo, Oyster, uh, iBooks, uh, IndieBound, as well Powell's has it so pretty much uh anywhere that you should be able to order it online at least i mean hopefully it'll be in the barnes and Noble stores but you can definitely order it online
0: okay and if you do if you're a, an, a bookstore only person you can go to the bookstore and order it yes um, I, I, I can't recommend this book highly enough i really enjoyed it uh, and i i can't thank you enough for being here today melissa
1: well thank you very much for having me it was it was really nice it was nice to talk to you
0: This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.CrimeFiction.fm. If you do stop by the website, please sign up for the email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like Stillwater from Melissa Lenhart. Thanks for listening.